Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Sale of Scotiabank Antigua finalized. Depressed economies of TNT Barbados given IMF cash lines. Bankruptcy court auctions of Lime Tree Bay refinery in the U.S. Virgin Islands approaches. Bahamas PM calls early election. Puerto Rico heightens mass restrictions and business curfews. And Barbados Minister of Education calls for all online school from September 20th. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, September 1st. We start our report today in Antigua. Acquisition of Bank of Nova Scotia's Antigua and Barbuda operations by Eastern Caribbean Amalgated Bank Limited have been finalized. Antigua's newsroom reports that the Eastern Caribbean Central Bank hereby advises that effective September 1, 2021, the Bank of Nova Scotia operations in Antigua and Barbuda will cease and the Eastern Caribbean Amalgated Bank operations will include the previous Bank of Nova Scotia branches. On June 29, the Eastern Caribbean Central Bank, in consultation with the Eastern Caribbean Central Bank Monetary Council, approved the application for the transfer of the assets and liabilities of the Bank of Nova Scotia, Antigua and Barbuda branches to the Eastern Caribbean Amalgated Bank pursuant to Section 43 of the Bank Act 2015 of Antigua and Barbuda. The former Bank of Nova Scotia branches will remain open to the public, but Eastern Caribbean Amalgated Bank will make decisions as to the future of these branches in the coming months. Eastern Caribbean Amalgated Bank and Bank of Nova Scotia are bound by a transition services agreement, which facilitates the sharing of services for a 12 to 18 month period to ensure a smooth transition post acquisition. The Eastern Caribbean Central Bank is firm about its mandate to protect the Eastern Caribbean dollar and will continue to maintain high level of foreign reserves while protecting the stability of the banking system. Citizens and residents in Eastern Caribbean Central Bank member countries are encouraged to stay abreast of development in the financial sector. The Trinidad and Tobago government will hold a three-day retreat in Tobago this week amid concerns that there is a need for serious re-examination of existing socioeconomic policies as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. In a television address, Prime Minister Dr. Keith Rowley said that the recent decision by the International Monetary Fund to allocate an estimated $644 million U.S. dollars to Trinidad and Tobago from the largest allocation of special drawing rights in its history will be on the agenda. Rowley said that Trinidad and Tobago would use its allocations mainly to strengthen our position going forward, encouraging export marketing, ensuring that we can fund the recovery that has been done in a variety of ways, and it's going to prevent us from having to borrow as much as we would have to have borrowed from other sources if we were without this kind of support. As for Barbados, a delegation from the International 
International Monetary Fund ended a visit to the island last week indicating that the Barbados economy remains severely depressed as a result of the ongoing global coronavirus pandemic. The IMF delegation, headed by Bert Van Sloan, had conducted a staff visit via video conferencing between August 24 and 27 at the invitation of the Barbados government, Prime Minister Mia Motley. He said in this very challenging environment, Barbados continues to make good progress on implementing its ambitious and comprehensive economic reform plan while expanding critical investments in social protection. Structural reforms are ongoing and structural benchmarks under the extended fund facility were met. The government developed plans to recapitalize the Central Bank of Barbados and address medium and long-term challenges for the national insurance scheme stemming from the debt restructuring and the COVID-19 pandemic and recapitalizing the national insurance scheme has started. The IMF official said that the delegation is looking forward to conducting discussions for the sixth review under the extended fund facility in November. Barbados entered into a four-year, $290 million U.S. dollar extended fund facility arrangement with the IMF in October 2018. And following a virtual mission between May 3rd and May 7th, the Washington-based financial institution said that the island would receive $24 million U.S. dollars. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports that the U.S. Virgin Islands Governor Albert Bryan has been working around the clock to save Lime Tree Bay refining. According to the report, Governor Bryan is concerned that the complete closure of the refinery would lead to a mass migration of St. Croix's middle class. In an interview with the consortium, the governor said that September 17, 2021, represents an important date for his administration. It is the day the court auction of the idle refinery will take place. The court auction will take place at the U.S. Bankruptcy Court for Southern District of Texas. Taxes and other revenues from the Lime Tree Bay refining were in the multi-millions, and the Bryan administration has been basing its $71 million surplus projection and the funding allocation tied to these estimates in part on funds to be collected from refinery operations. Relative to the potential buyers, the governor said, from my preliminary reports, I could say it's just a tough climb because of the EPA mandates. And to be quite frank, the Biden administration is tough on oil and gas all around. I want the EPA to do their job, but I also want to make sure that they don't make an example out of the U.S. Virgin Islands and we lose our largest employer, he said. Lime Tree Bay is on schedule to let go the remainder of its employees on September 19, 2021. Lime Tree Bay refining CEO Jeffrey Rinker told the consortium in July that he was hopeful that there would be an investor that sees the potential of the refinery, yet he cautions that any purchase would take time. Caribbean National Weekly reports that Bahamians will go to the polls on September 16, 2021, eight months before a general election is constitutionally due. Prime Minister Dr. Hubert Minnis made the announcement in August. Governor General Cornelius Smith released a proclamation ordering the dissolve of the parliament. 
Prime Minister Min has said it is the right time for the public to choose who will lead the upcoming Bahamian government. Elections are not constitutionally due until May 2022, which would be five years after Minna's free national movement defeated the progressive Liberal Party in the last polls, winning 35 of 39 seats in Parliament. Prime Minister Minnis told residents that their next government will have key decisions to make in enacting post-pandemic public health legislation, continued economic growth, and rebuilding and renewing a post-COVID-19 Bahamas. A new mandate is needed to ensure that a government is in place to do the difficult work over the long term as we are reaching a critical point in the pandemic, he said. With the election date now set, Dr. Minnis urged Bahamians to ensure that the country's long and proud tradition of peaceful elections continues. Prime Minister Minnis further urged political parties to conduct their campaigns in keeping with public health guidelines to ensure there is no further spread of the deadly COVID-19. Puerto Rico's government will institute local business curfews, suspend alcohol sales during evening hours, and require mass usage indoor and outdoor spaces under an executive order issued on August 30th. The measures go into effect tomorrow, September 2, 2021, the official statement said. Businesses will be required to close from 12 a.m. to 5 a.m. seven days a week, with hospitals, pharmacies, gas stations, and restaurants excluded from closure. Restaurants may only provide delivery service. Hotel restaurants will only be open to hotel guests. Additionally, mass usage will be mandatory in closed in indoor and outdoor spaces, including outdoor settings with an agglomeration of 50 people or more, regardless of vaccination status. The mask requirement reverses an easing of mask wearing restrictions unveiled in July. Also under the executive order, boats may not anchor on beaches, keys, or or islets less than 100 feet from shore, with the exception of the use of mooring buoys and moorings. Earlier this month, Puerto Rico instituted a policy requiring employees of all commercial lodging operations to be vaccinated, barring medical or religious exemptions. Barbados Today reports that Barbados's Minister of Education, Santia Bradshaw, has stated that classes will be fully online when school begins the new academic year on September 20th. The decision comes amid a new strong surge of the coronavirus infections, apparently linked to the highly contagious Delta variant, which has affected more children. After discussions with the various representatives of the trade unions movement, as well as parent-teacher associations, I want to announce that all classes will begin for both students at the public and private schools on the 20th of September, but they will be fully online, Education Minister Santia Bradshaw said in a video statement. Over 100 students are now in isolation across various centers, the minister said. But she explained that as of the surge of the COVID-19 cases continues, more schools may be drafted to be used as isolation facilities to assist the Ministry of Health. 
According to the Caribbean Journal, there is a new way to explore the island of Grand Bahama. Underwater Explorer Society has launched a new glass-bottom boat trip on the island. The company's newest excursion in the Bahamas takes guests on a 90-minute journey on the 56-foot glass-bottom vessel across the undersea world of the island. It is the latest addition for the company, which has long specialized in aquatic excursions on Grand Bahama and was the first company to offer shark diving on the island. And finally, Netflix Behind Her Eyes star Simona Brown is of Jamaican descent. Simona Brown, one of the stars in the Netflix thriller Behind the Eyes, is taking audiences by storm. The Netflix offering has attained a significant following and is one of the top 10 most watched shows in the United States. Brown attended London's Identity School of Acting that boasts alumni that includes John Boyega, star of Star Wars, and Letitia Wright of Black Panther. She also is in the cast to remake Roots by the History Channel. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, September 1st. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com.